Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs. Hi, damsels. Thank you so much for your help with this qualm. I just turned 30 and I'm still single. Honestly, I feel really badly about myself. I wanted to be married with my first kid by 30, and this makes me feel like it's too late for me. I feel like I'm too old to be attractive and that men like younger women. How do I feel better about this time period and find a partner? Is it too late for me? Sincerely, 30, flirty, and terrified. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the vibe? There's some damsels in the DM. Who? Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash. I'm Alejandro. Hello, hello. And today we are doing an episode on all things Osh. Can you even believe it? Can we even believe it? She is not for it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm really excited about this because if anybody follows us, then you would know that Osh has been traveling to Europe. She started in London, and I think we talked about it a little bit last episode but or last host episode but now you're in paris living your best life tell us about this decision why you decided to do this and all of the nitty-gritty details okay so i am turning 30 next month and i decided to gift myself a solo trip to paris because i've always been dreaming about doing this and i thought that you know why not start my 30s over here and kind of just explore and see if this is a city that i vibe with and I've had so many like dreams and visions of being here and I just had never been here as an adult. And so I thought, why not try it out? When it comes to traveling alone, like I feel like you never know what you're going to learn, not only about the place that you're going to, but about yourself in the process. Have you learned anything about yourself since? Being yeah, I mean, when I first got here, I was actually really terrified because I... I didn't really know anyone and I was really scared because I was like, I feel it feels really lonely over here. And I feel like I need like a partner or I need someone. And I just had this like set like this need for someone other than myself. And I actually journaled about it and was like, why do I need someone? Like, this is a solo trip. Like, why are you forgetting it's a solo trip? You don't need anyone here. It's okay to be alone and it's okay to feel alone. And that feeling's gonna go away once you realize that you're actually like it's pretty cool being by yourself. And so that feeling did go away a couple of days later. It really didn't take that long. Um, I started just exploring and meeting people. And I've met so many cool people here, so many cool friends. And I've just been like growing my community, which has been really cool. I've been here for not even two weeks. So people who want to go there, like how have you started meeting people, whether it's just friends or partners? Like how have you gone about expanding your network as you talked about? 
So uh, there's three ways. One is friends of friends. So I do have a friend who has a friend here and she made the connection. And so I'd had this one point of anchor um, who has lived here. He's lived here for a while and he's basically my go-to person. If anything, you know, if I need anything, he's just like the sweetest human being and gives me so, like, just helps me out so much. Um, the second part is Bumble BFF. I never had been on Bumble BFF before this. And for those of you who don't know, it's on the Bumble dating app, but instead of the dating feature, you can switch on a uh, BFF suite, uh, feature. So people who like are not interested in dating, but just want to like find friends. And uh, there's a lot of girlfriends on there that you can find. And I went on three Bumble BFF dates so far, and I love all three of them. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. And then the third is Hinge to go on dates with guys and, you know, see what it's like to be dating in Paris, which has been a little interesting. What has been interesting about dating yeah. in Paris? <laughs> so I have been on two dates so far. This is me coming clean to the world. Um, I've been on two dates so far, uh, two different people. The first person was really cool like you know good on really amazing on paper but then like in person there was just no there was no like nothing there it kind of just felt like he was really trying to impress me and that kind of made me feel a little sad for him because I was like I don't like just be yourself and you know like let's just have a cool conversation and vibe um and he smoked cigarettes like I know it's a very French thing to do but I can't I don't like cigs like I don't I cannot I don't like the smell of cigarettes I don't think it's sexy I don't think it's cute you know like you're you're like killing yourself but it's very French and I just I don't know it just that kind of turned me off completely from the date um and then the second one was this really cool guy actually he also smoked a cigarette but like I think I saw past that one a little bit just because we vibed really well um and the conversation was so great and I don't know it just felt very different to dating people in LA like the, it's just I don't I don't even know how to explain it but it just is very different like it was a little more chill and not trying to show off as much I'm talking about this guy the last guy was kind of trying to impress me but this guy was like it was just very chill and it felt very friendly what was he doing to try and impress you? Like, what did what example? The previous guy, just like, he's a lawyer. Um, he went to Cambridge. And so it's like that kind of, just like telling me like about like, oh, well, I'm about to make partner at my farm or this and that. I'm like, it's the first date. I don't really need to know any of that about you. Like, just tell me more about like what you like, what you don't like. Yeah, I don't know. He seemed really sweet though, but it just, it wasn't for me. Osh isn't going to be impressed unless you're like, I'm a Hollywood producer and I'll put you in my next film, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't need a lawyer. I need a producer or director. <laughs> Hopefully I don't need a lawyer. Um, but what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. I've been noticing people like to like have little lies on their profile. Like, like a what? lot of people lie about their height. No. Oh. Yeah. hate to hear it. I hate when people lie about their height. I We're going to find out eventually, my guy. Like, you know, I, I don't know how you're going to, like, pretend to be six feet when you're 5'8". That, oh, so that was that was the, that's what they said? Yeah. Both of them or just the lawyer? No, no, no. No, one of them is 6'4 and feels like is, like, seven feet tall. The okay, well, that sounds like one, your type. I mean, yes, you like exactly. tallness, so. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
the one that I liked was six feet, whatever. But um, this one was like five, eight or something and pretended that they were like on their app. It said like six feet tall. But I feel so, like you didn't really like it, either of them, no? No, I liked the second one, actually. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I liked the second one. There's still conversations here and there. Um, so it's been kind of fun to like, even just like if nothing, obviously like I live in LA, I maybe I want to move to Paris, but this is a conversation for another time. But, you know, like I don't really, I don't know what the purpose of going on dates here is other than like just getting to meet people. Now we don't like to generalize, but I am curious, are there differences between dating American guys as opposed to Parisian guys? I think, and this is, I've also read this, is that Parisian guys don't, like, um, it's very friendly. Like, very, like, we. I don't know what the vibe is. Are, we, are you friend zoning me or do you like me? And you'll find out at the uh. end of the date. But in America, I feel like men are just, like, you know what they, you know, like, you know what they want. They're very, like, straightforward about what they want. But here, mm. it's more like a dance. Like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it just feels very, like, the whole date with this guy that I actually liked, like it just kind of it felt like banter and very friendly and just like, oh, is this like a cool friend that I'm going to have or is it not going to be a cool friend that I have? That just strong. to clarify, are they speaking in French? Like, are you speaking in French? English. English? And also like the one that you said that was the lawyer who went to Cambridge, are both of these people actually French or yes. are they just people living? Okay, they're both French. No, they're both French. Um, they both lived abroad, which is, I it, I really like that. Like I do want someone who's been living abroad and know what it's like to live abroad. A bonus if you've lived or spent some time in America, you don't have to, but just because you can like kind of, translate for me some things like oh hey like I need to go to something that's like a Walgreens like can you tell me where that is you know just like some people who like understand I don't need someone who's lived in America but just someone who's like familiar with like the American culture yeah have you gone out at all with any of your Bumble BFFs um I went and I got drinks with one of them she's really fucking cool like really cool she's Japanese and she's a pastry chef and she went to college in America yeah, really, really cool. Um, but we went and got wine. Like it wasn't, it didn't feel like, like they have this thing called a terrace, which is like the terrace where you like, it's like a the patio where there's just a shit ton of people smoking and drinking, but it's not like a turn up, like everyone, like there's no music and no turn up. Like that's what I've kind of noticed. Like if you go to bars in America, there's just, there's music, people are vibing, maybe people dancing, but I didn't see that here. I loved the clubs in Paris. That's why I was asking. Okay. I haven't been to the clubs yet. I kind of want to go just for like the experience of it all. I I might do it for the experience. I'm just not a club person. So I don't even, I don't know how. They're not like American clubs and they play French music. So it's like very fun and like, gosh, yeah. Love that. Yeah. Okay. So like you're doing this trip, you're in Paris. Do you feel like you've gotten what you wanted to get out of going there? Um, Not yet, to be honest, since I've only been here for like 10 days. Um, so it's kind of hard to say, but I have got my answer that I really love Paris. Like I l- really love the city and I can see myself living here and I can see myself like studying and working here. And it's also really cool that it's really close to my family. Like it just, it, it kind of is like the cherry on top. LA is so fucking far from everything and everyone like family wise that I feel a lot closer to my family here. Mm. 
Could you see yourself having like a base in Paris as well as in LA and then just kind of going back and forth? Or? Yeah, honestly, yeah. that would be a dream. I just don't know how I would make that work. So, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, but like, it seems to me that you're still kind of like in this vacation mode in Paris, yes. right? When do you feel Definitely. like you're going to go back to like, you know, treating it like a career since you're going to be not like treating it like a career, but going like building a routine, I guess, is the best way to put it while you're there. My plan was to start this week, but then I just have been having so much fun, just like enjoying Paris and taking my time with it. I think definitely because it's going to be a short week for me since I'm going to London tomorrow, I'm going to start next week. I just need to get like all my affairs in order. I have a bunch of, um, I'm doing a lot of acting stuff like admin work anyway. So I'm still kind of working on that stuff, but um, I need to work on like other, other stuff to make sure that I'm not just like being a tourist for this whole two months. Well, another routine is really important to you. And now that you're, you know, your 30th is coming up, how would you advise others to kind of like stay focused on those routines, whether they're traveling or at home, especially approaching such a big milestone? Yeah, actually, one thing that I've learned while being here is that because I was so stuck on routines, and I still love my routines, but I just haven't had a routine over here. It's been so like, go with the flow, wake up, you know, go get a pain au chocolat or like a croissant every day. I'll eat a croissant every day. Like I haven't, I haven't cared about what I've been eating. Like I've been eating crepes and croissants and like just, you know, living my best life. And I haven't been, I've been journaling every day, but it's not at a certain time. Like I have a routine. that's like, wake up, journal, like meditate, journal, do this, do that. Like it's in my calendar too, like on Google Cal, like all planned out, but I deleted my whole Google calendar, like all of the things that I made for it, like my structure. And I've just been going with the flow and it's been really, it's been really cool. So I think going into my thirties, like I, I don't want to have a rigid like I, I want to be able to be okay with things changing and okay. Like I woke up late. It's okay. Or like, okay, I don't want to journal. I don't want to meditate. That's fine. Go on a walk. I don't want to work out. I'll go do this instead. So I'm learning how to like not have so much control over my life. I'm a huge believer in like shaking up the routine and, you know, changing your lifestyle. I think that's a great thing to do. Like whether it's every few months or every year, like I completely agree with you. My routine has just like totally gone out the window, like um, because I just have a lot of class now and a lot more like on my plate. So like I meditate and journal on the subway now and it just <sighs> is what it is. If I don't get to work out, I don't get to work out. I haven't been to a workout class since I've been to New York. And Which like, is crazy because you are such a big workout class person. I know. I only like work out in my gym here or on the bike that we have. But um, if I if I get to do that, I'm lucky, honestly, like it's it's been a, a huge whirlwind, but I walk a lot more, which is different. But, you know, I see a lot about this on social media. And honestly, like I even have friends who are like, OK, like I'm so and so age right now. I need to find somebody, get married, find somebody, get engaged, get married all by the time that I'm 30. There's like for some reason, and maybe this is just an American thing, there's a lot of pressure on turning 30. So I want to talk to you a little bit about like one, how you're feeling about turning 30. And two, if you had felt this pressure, and now that you're actually at this point, how does it feel? I have always been very, very nervous about turning 30 because of those things that I set for myself, how I'm supposed to have all this stuff done by the time I'm 30. And I 
have been learning to let go of that. And now I'm just really excited to explore my thirties. Like I've just heard from friends in their thirties that it's just, it's a whole different ball game. Like it's actually really cool and really fun to be in your thirties and like let go of a lot of things. Like the twenties were for experimenting and learning and kind of just like falling on your face. And the thirties are like, okay, like I know what I like, I know who I am. And now I just get to like explore the world being who I am. And so I think I'm getting closer to that, like really figuring out who I am. And I think Paris is really helping. Hmm. And then these expectations of like, you know, being married, having kids, whatever, by the time I'm 30, I had those, but I had to let them go when I was like 27, 28, because I'm like, this is not like, it's just not practical. Like I already know I'm not in a committed relationship. And when I was 27, 28, I was dating so-and-so from New York. And I already knew that it wasn't going to be a you know, a relationship that was going to be a committed relationship, like it wasn't going anywhere. So I kind of already got rid of these expectations. And I haven't had any pressure from society or like family or any of that, which has been great. But now when it happens, it happens, I'm not gonna just like focus on on that. Do you feel like now that you're 30, and you're going out on dates? Sorry, you're not 30 yet, but you're getting there. <laughs> um, I still have some time in my 29s. Okay. <laughs> you have what, like- <laughs> 10 days in. I take out my watch. <laughs> 20 hours and 32 seconds. Um, <laughs> no. Um, do you feel like now when you're dating people, you feel like you're not going to waste your time in a way? Like if you feel like the vibes aren't there, you're, you're not giving it a shot? Or do you still feel like, especially that you're in Paris, living your best Emily in Paris, Osh in Paris life, that you are giving um, things a chance that you don't know about? Uh, it's a kind of a bit of both. Like, because I don't know where I'm going to be, what I'm going to be doing, it's kind of hard to take it as seriously as I would if I was in L.A., Um, Because if I was going on dates in LA, it would be the same thing where it's like, I know what I want. I'm going to weed out all the people who, you know, don't have their shit together or don't want a relationship or don't want this. But in Paris, it's just different. It's like I'm learning to have fun with it and kind of just like dating to date and get the experience of dating again without putting pressure and expectations on it. Mm. I really love this for you. Like, I just I just really think that you're really coming into yourself like. I mean, you've been yourself, but like, it's just really nice to see you not being so rigid with things and um, just super go with the flow and just like experimenting and letting yourself live your best life. Like, I mean, we've talked about this before, but like it, if you really love people and you really love your friends, then like the happiness you see them having washes over you. And I just feel like such a happiness and warmth for you watching you go on this journey. And this is the last nice thing I'm saying to you for the day. So don't No, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) You owe me. (laughs) Give me a lot of nice things. I feel like I've been complimenting you so much and I I can't take it anymore. (laughs) I don't see any compliments. (laughs) (laughs) Compliments that. (laughs) That's really admirable to see you taking a risk um, in terms of like developing and growing a network outside of your comfort zone here in the U.S. or here in L.A. And to know that there are these resources like Bumble BFF, like I didn't even know that was a a thing. But oh, my gosh, you know, I mean, the fact that it's available and the fact that you're leveraging it to be able to like connect and grow with other people. That's amazing. I mean, I think not many people are comfortable with taking those risks and to see that you're doing that and allowing yourself 
the opportunity to maybe make a mistake along the way or maybe not like the, the fact that you're putting yourself out there i think says a lot about you know this new stage this new milestone that you're entering this new chapter i like to refer mm -hmm. to it as uh of a decade which you know age is nothing but a number it's all about how agreed. we feel so like totally agree mm. oh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you i mean it's been it's been really cool like meeting people here and i can't move to a city now like at 30 i don't want to start all over and make you know like that's the thing that's like been like kind of annoying it's like i don't want to start all over and make friends and make my friend like i love my friends in la like i, I love my life in la a thousand percent but i still like there's something about europe and having grown up really close you know grown up in london just like being so close to europe and having that like so close and accessible to me like i just i i miss that and i need that again in my life like i know i've always known that i want to settle down in france like that's always been a thing for me from when i was a kid france <laughs> i've never said france i hate that france <laughs> france uh, i've always known that i wanted to settle down here like have kids here or in europe in general so i mean you know, I might as well just come to Paris and see if there's anything for me. I do feel like you need to give New York a shot, though, because that is a lot of, like, best of both worlds for you, like, in terms of having the industry here and having, it's not Europe, but, like, it does give you that city vibe um, that I think that you crave. Yeah. I think it would be a good thing for you to give a shot at some point. I definitely agree because I kind of just skipped New York and came straight yeah. to Paris. Yeah. And New York always has my heart. Honestly, New York is still like my number one. And it it is great because I, you're right. I do get the best of both, both worlds. The whole acting and industry and everything is there. And it'll be easier for me to like, you know, work over there. And the proximity to like Europe as well is really cool. But I don't know. I don't know. If I'm going to be in America, I feel like it's just going to be L.A. Like I think I'm just stuck in my little L.A. bubble. Hmm. I don't hate it. I want to circle back to your dating life. And you know, you don't have to talk that much about this. So as much as you feel comfortable, there was a potential person who you had sort of had this long romance with, I believe it was online, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, that was something that was sort of exciting that was in the wings with you heading to France. Can you uh, elaborate on what's gone down with that? Yeah. So honestly, it, it just didn't work out. It was someone that I was super excited about because we had like four years of friendship through Instagram. Um, and finally, I was going to be in his country and we we're going to finally meet, but it, it didn't work out, which is a blessing in disguise. Maybe, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. But yeah, it, it that was the main thing that was kind of really getting me down because I was like, I'm in Paris, like this trip was supposed to be a little different than what I expected it to be. I expected it to be like there being like a romantic interest, someone who like, I felt very comfortable with who I'd known for a while and developed this like romantic relationship with for like two months prior to coming here and when I got here it kind of was just really sad because I was like dang like this was supposed to be different but it was a blessing in disguise because it you know it opened me up to meeting friends here and, and exploring Paris otherwise I would have just hung out with this one person for the entire time and now you have an excellent connection to the pan au chocolat Mm. With this new BFF that you got. So, I mean, there are yes. plenty of things to be grateful for. Exactly. <laughs> it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous being friends with a pastry chef. I'm mm. going to tell you that. I believe that. I believe are you going to go on other dates while you're there? Are you feeling like, or what's, what's on the agenda from here? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, um, I've been looking on Hinge and 
there's not that many people that excite me or interest me. So I don't really care for it. Um, I'm also going back to London for a couple of days tomorrow. So it's just kind of like, I'm going to be in and out of Paris for a little bit. So I don't know, maybe if someone piques my interest and yes, I'm so open to going on dates, but right now it's kind of just like, I don't know. I, I want to just like have my own love affair with Paris and not have somebody else like a menage a trois. Oh, okay. Well, damn. <laughs> um, I do just want to highlight for listeners. Cause I think Osh is doing a really great job at like not being so outcome based in her dating and also just not being so attached to like any ideals that she's set for herself. I feel like we all have a lot to learn from, from Osh right now that she's just like, doing what she wants in life and also, you know, not letting the societal view on an age make her feel one way about it. She's just doing what she wants to be doing and she's not putting any pressure to hit certain things in her life. And I think that's something that we can all learn from. Thank you. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, I have this. It's, it, it's all in my journal. All of my stuff that I'm going through is all in my morning pages. And I still go through all of that. It's just, I, try not to let it be the focus of or like the center of my life. I, in my mornings, that's when I take it all out in my journal. And I'm like, okay, this sucks. This sucks. Like, I'm not here. I'm not there. Okay, like, I, I want this date to go really well. Like, I have all of these thoughts and all of that. But I put it down into my journal, I close my book. And then I try not to let that be the main character of my life. Oh. I have a question about morning pages, since I know you both do that. Do you ever go back to previous entries and read them? Or is it strictly just like, this is the purging at this moment, move on? Or like, how do you... So I think the idea behind it, and uh, Julia Cameron, I think is the author of the book. She basically said for the first few months or the first 30 days or something, don't look at your, don't look at what you wrote, basically just have it as a burn book. But then after that, you can go back and like, see, you know, like notice any patterns, like notice if you're talking about the same thing. And I did that. It was the most excruciating thing I'd ever gone through. And it was during COVID. And I was talking about the same thing incessantly, like incessantly talking about the same thing. And I'm like, whoa, girl, like we need to figure this out because clearly this is not healthy. I haven't recently gone back since 2020 because it was such an excruciating process. I haven't gone back. That's interesting. You had that experience, Ash, because I had an experience where like, I noticed that everything worked out. Like everything that I was worried about, I noticed that it always found a solution in some way or another. And even if it was like a difficult moment, like there was something that I was able to draw from it. Um, that I I found to be fulfilling. I haven't gone back like since, you know, that exercise where she told us to come back, to go back and look at it. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it can be a good thing if you like look at it critically. And I was highlighting while I was there and like denoting while I was there, while I was going back in the pages. And I was highlighting it just to see like what insights had been there. It's funny because also now that I'm in graduate school, they really recommend writing every day for people who are interested in like being screenwriters. They'd say like some people journal for like three hours every day, but at least like just trying to journal something they really recommend in like seeking inspiration. And one of the things that they talk about is sometimes you don't realize the little nuggets of wisdom that you'll have in just free writing that can then work as inspiration for some of the projects that you end up doing. So I've been trying to journal more about some of the projects that I'm doing through school. That's exciting. That's exciting to know that that practice is really helpful. And that's so true. I feel like 
I'm sure both of you had had moments of that where during morning pages, you find like little nuggets of inspiration or the wisdom that surprise you. I had that happen just the other day. I was um, writing about something. I forgot what. And no, I was writing about a project. And then I was just like a sentence, like kind of like took me back. And I was just like, oh, did I just write that? Mm-hmm. One? Oh. <laughs> what a nice moment. Yeah. There are cool moments. There are cool moments when we we have within ourselves that which we need to continue moving forward with. It is true though. You, we write about these things and we're so stressed about them, like stressed out about them in the moment. And then when you go back, you're like, Whoa, okay. So I really didn't have to worry about this because it did work out or you know what? It didn't work out, but I, I still got through it. So you know what, Lauren, I am going to go back and read and read it and then read it in that light. Not like, okay, you were incessantly talking about this. Yeah. You're like, okay, you were talking about this, but <laughs> did we get over it? Yeah. Be as nice to yourself as I'm being to you today. Okay, thank you. I will. (laughs) And on that note, let's get into today's letter. Let's do it. Hi, damsels. Thank you so much for your help with this qualm. I just turned 30 and I'm still single. Honestly, I feel really badly about myself. I wanted to be married with my first kid by 30, and this makes me feel like it's too late for me. I feel like I'm too old to be attractive and that men like younger women. I've been on the apps and I go out with my friends and perhaps it's me being outcome oriented, but I honestly feel above hiring a relationship coach or matchmaker because it used to be so easy for me to get guys. And when I go out, I feel like it's only to meet people and it makes me feel worse that everyone there is younger than me. How do I feel better about this time period and find a partner? Is it too late for me? Sincerely, 30, flirty and terrified. Oh my gosh, you're 30 years old, not 150. Okay? Yeah. You are so young. Come on. Don't let, I don't know who, don't let 14 year olds tell you you're old. Okay. Like 13 years. I mean, 30 year olds are young. 30 is young. I don't know where this is coming from, but we need to immediately get rid of that thought of you being too old to go on dates or men are not going to like you because you're too old and they want younger women. You are the younger woman. Do not worry. And being older means that you got your stuff together. Like it's like stepping into 30, like that's just a better decade than the 20s. I mean, Ash, you were already talking about this, whereas like 20s, I mean, 20s for me definitely felt like an opportunity for me to make the mistakes that I needed to in order to figure things out and move forward. And if you didn't try something in your 20s, you can try it in your 30s. And if you didn't try it in your 30s, you've got a whole nother decade to experience more adventure and more success and risks because I think that's what's lovely about being able to like you know put yourself out there and if dating a hiring coach or dating a hiring coach hiring a relationship coach or matchmaker um, don't seem like feasible options then I mean there are other resources I feel a couple ways on this I feel like nobody is too good to do anything And I I just want to put an asterisk on you feeling too good to hire a dating coach or um, a matchmaker, because I think Erica Eden brought this up in her episode about how like, if you're not putting in effort to dating the way you put effort into other capacities of your life, then how can you expect it to work out? And I think that's so true. Like if you are just saying like, oh, when I was younger, more people came up to me or like, I'm too good to get this. Like 
then what do you think it is about you and what you were doing when you were younger? Because you probably look the exact same that more people mm-hmm. were coming up to you. Asha's talked about this before, but a lot of it is the energy you're putting out and how willing you are to just talk to people. And I think if you're putting out energy that you're only willing to talk to somebody who's a potential partner, then that already ropes you off to so many people because you're not just giving the greater world a chance. And like I, and I want to say this in like the most kind way because I have a lot of, you know, fears about turning 30 as well. Like I think as an actor, we've all been like made to believe that we have to be successful by that point, that like success happens when you're young, blah, blah, blah. So I totally understand like how it can be kind of scary. But I also just think you have to realize society is constantly changing and evolving. And that's a good thing. And I really hope that we're also going to live in a world where there's not this ageist perception of when women are attractive and how women are desirable to men. Because like, honestly, I know so many people who have found their partners in their 30s. My mom had me when she was 40. I think she met my dad when she was like 38. Correct me if I'm wrong, because she's a big listener of ours. Um, My sister met her boyfriend at 30. He's like a little bit younger. You can find a younger man if you want. I think he's 28 and they're getting married in France. Like, gosh. So I just think that there are so many opportunities for you when you don't limit yourself. And honestly, like, I think I need this tattooed on my body not actually getting a tattoo, but like, don't be outcome oriented. Like, don't try to treat everything like it needs to have some goal for you or have some result. Like, just go and experience life and enjoy life. And the things that are meant to happen will happen. A thousand percent agreed. And also read Atomic Habits because James Clear also talks about that, how not to be goal and outcome oriented and to be system and process oriented. So focus on the system, focus on the process, focus on the experience, and maybe you'll get what you want out of it. Maybe you won't, but it's still all a learning experience. And don't put these weird pressure on yourself and yeah, you're not, you're not, no, no one's too good to get a dating coach. I think Erica was so freaking amazing and had so much to, well, I had some, I actually was talking about her yesterday and just, I learned so much from that episode and I, I don't think I'm good, like too good to, you know, have someone like that in my life. Um, but regardless, you're only 30. You have your whole life ahead of you to find someone. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Don't put expectations on. Go on a dating app. There's 36-year-olds on there, so you're fine. Yeah. And on the note of books, I also want to recommend The Untethered Soul because, I mean, these conversations that this letter writer might be having with themselves, like, it sounds like a lot of, like, inner turmoil. And really, that's not our present tense. That not That's not this person's present tense where, like, you we're always going to hear both sides of an argument in our heads playing out and there's never really going to be a conclusion if we keep entertaining those voices but that's only because we're not like here and now living and experiencing what we're meant to be experiencing with others like how we are now so yeah definitely get get out of the head and stop thinking what is this i'm too old to be attractive what is that mess yeah, like we're all on. aging like fine Imagine wine what's, like, like uh-uh. what is your what is your thought process when you're going to be 40 or 50 right. like how are you how are you going to get through life if you're thinking like this yeah and then what happens when you're not attractive like then do you just hate yourself like right. the world's over yeah and whose mm-hmm. definition of attraction are we going off of because it seems like that needs an update right true I want to end by asking both of you, what do you feel like you know now that Osh, you're entering your 30s, Alejandro being in your 30s, that you didn't know when you were in your 20s or early 20s? 
stop caring about what other people think because other people don't really give a shit. Yeah. Unless you're being mean to someone. Like, don't be mean, you know? Like, live life as a good person, but, like, stop caring about what other people think and how other people think about, like, what their opinions on about you living your life. I hmm. think being less reactionary is so important. And that's something that I've definitely grown into both as I was turning 30 and it's still something that I'm uh, practicing and putting into practice uh, now at this age. So yeah, being less reactionary and like taking a pause when feeling like frantic about something and really understanding the impact of one's actions, not only in that moment, but um, yeah, long-term. Yeah. I love that. What about you, Lauren? I mean, you're close to 30. Yeah, what about you? Not that close, Ash, but thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you're two years away. You're closer to 30 than you are to 20. You're right. You're right. I think what I learned and what I continue to work on is giving everything an opportunity and not closing yourself off from anything. Because I think that in my early 20s, I just tried very, very hard to be good at a lot of things and try to like make everybody around me happy. And I think that like what I'm continuing to work on is just that you can't make everybody happy. And I think I used to sacrifice my well-being a lot for the sake of keeping other people happy. And I think like as I get older, what I continue to work on is just focusing on the things that I can do well, but staying open and just trying things that I have interest in, but may not already be good at, but just keeping an open heart to these things and keeping an open heart to people who I don't know very well, because like, I'm in a place right now where I'm meeting new people every day. And realizing that you can have like such a great group of friends already but there's so many people that are going to continue to come into your life who will open you up to so many other things and why not give it all a chance? I love that. That's something that I really admire about you is your openness and like your, there's this like embraceiveness that you, you have that radiates. And like, I, I think maybe that's part of the reason why you are having so many people enter your life. I mean, you are in a new atmosphere. You're, in a master's program and like, you know, opening so many doors for yourself. But along with that is, yeah, this radiance that, or this magnetism, that's what I want to say, this mm -hmm. magnetism that you possess. And I think that that's, yeah, like I said, so admirable to, to carry with you in terms of being able to move forward and being open to explore new opportunities uh, and giving your best in everything that you put. I could definitely in. say the same thing about you though, Alejandro. I feel like you also carry yourself with that same energy. Oh, and you are all things you guys <laughs> and you all our wonderful listeners thank you for being so open-minded and open-hearted with all of our podcast episodes with our guests who come on and we would like to continue to be open-hearted with you so please send us your letters your trials and tribulations that you may be going through as you know you can send them via many different platforms which are all in our link tree whether it's voice memo a dm a google form link the options are open and don't forget to rate and subscribe please we are always open to hearing your feedback on what we can do better and how we can incorporate your questions and concerns on a weekly basis 
And we're still running our giveaway. So you can find out how to enter the giveaway via a post that is on our feed right now. It should say 100 episode giveaway um, that details what you need to enter and what's available to win. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.